Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk real business with real gym owners. I'm your host, Katie, and today I'm here with Brandy, owner of CrossFit 714 in Orange, California. How's it going, Brandy? Great. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for making the time to be here with us today. I'm super excited to chat about CrossFit 714. So let's hop right into it. Tell us a little bit about your facility. What kind of services do you guys offer? Uh, we are a 10, uh, 11 year affiliate, CrossFit affiliate. So we've been doing CrossFit for quite a while here in Orange, California. Uh, we are right down from Disneyland. So we have a great uh, membership here, but we also get a lot of drop-ins. So that's really fun. Mm -hmm. Um, We uh, just do CrossFit. We do CrossFit anywhere from five years old to I think our oldest member right now is in their 80s. Wow. We're a broad, a family-friendly, community-oriented gym. Mm-hmm. I love that. I obviously like we talked about off the air CrossFit, CrossFit girl at heart. Um, so <laughs> I love that. I love the group fitness model. I love the energy, the camaraderie, and I love how you've truly embodied what CrossFit is all about and adapted it for literally anyone, because that was, you know, that's a, the goal. Just make it be functional fitness that anyone can do. It's awesome. The best thing is to come in here on a Saturday and see people sitting around after class. We have everyone from a 13 year old to an 80 year old all hanging out, having a drink of, you know, fit aid, whatever, just hanging out and talking about the same thing. We're all hanging out, but we would never be in a group hanging out anywhere else besides a CrossFit gym, probably. Yeah, probably not. I, yeah, I love that. Like I said, that's absolutely my favorite thing for sure about CrossFit is that the camaraderie, the, you know, a little bit of competition, but all in good fun. <laughs> yes. All right. Awesome. So I'm super excited to dig into that a little bit more. Um, but before we do, give us a little bit of background on how CrossFit 714 came to be and how did you know it was the right time for you to go into business for yourself? So CrossFit, this, this uh, CrossFit 714 was originally um, started by a group of friends um, one of them who became a friend of mine, Aaron Cole, started it back in a garage. It morphed into a building. And in 2010, it was in a smaller gym, you know, probably 2,500 square feet. And that's when I joined as a member. Mm-hmm. Um, so throughout the years, um, I became a trainer and we then moved into a bigger building, which we are right now. And Aaron and I became partners eventually. And eventually Aaron moved on to another career and I became the owner. Awesome. I love that. Um, I do always like to, you know, you mentioned that you had moved to a larger location. Um, I always like to ask, because I think it's really interesting. And a lot of listeners might want to know a lot of people that may be aspiring gym owners, but don't know exactly how to go about it. Um, So how did you guys, when you decided, you know, like, hey, we want to move into this bigger space. How did you find that space? <laughs> you know, like I'll tell you what I know because at that point I was not a partner. Um, yeah. So I, okay. we were having issues, like I know a lot of CrossFit gyms have with the facility we were in. We, we maybe aren't the best neighbors. Sometimes <laughs> we have right. we have loud music. We like to run around the buildings. Uh, it was time. It was time for us to go. And um, 
by all all accounts. <laughs> so we looked around a lot, and, and it's it can be difficult. We're in a big uh, market here where there's um, you know not a lot of of uh, facility places. We had to, we we looked at a lot of different places. There's a lot of uh, rules regarding parking and stuff like that. And uh, there's just we wanted to stay in the same general area because we already had a big membership. And uh, just moving, finally found a place. It, we're in an industrial area, but we are on a major street. Mm -hmm. And that was that was really important to us. We didn't he didn't want to be um, in a back alley somewhere like that. We just really wanted to be front and center, easy to park, easy to get to great neighbors. And so we found it. This is just a, an amazing location. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great that it worked out that you guys were were able to do that. Um, awesome. Okay. So, you know, like you said, you were, you were well established um, by the time you took over, but um, you know, everything's, everything's going along great. And then this little pandemic thing happens, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So, you know, pretty much everybody got punched in the face from that one. And statistically right. about a third of gyms closed. And unfortunately some probably still will. I don't think we really truly know the fallout of that yet. Um, but the good thing is, you guys are still here standing. You're still here helping people. Um, so, you know, what I and our listeners want to know is how exactly did it affect your business and what did you guys do to stay afloat during that time and keep serving your members as best you could? Well, 100%, um, it's strength in our community is what brought us through the pandemic and we're still standing today. Um, that we, ha we have t-shirts that say strength in community. I mean, that is our motto. It is, um, we have a very, very strong community. And I remember sitting here the day before things kind of shut down. And one of our members that works at Disneyland came in and said, hey, Disneyland's closing. And I was like, whoa, then everything's closing. Like, <laughs> this is crazy. Um, and that sure enough, the next day, everything started shutting down. We immediately um, started checking out equipment. Mm -hmm. So we started checking out equipment and basically, um, anything people wanted to take, we checked it out just on a, on a, you know, as is, you know, take it out, check it out and we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. So we checked out equipments, equipment, ran zoom classes. That was, that was tough. The zoom classes, um, you know, worked well for a certain amount of people and, you know, so kind of fizzled out. It wasn't, it wasn't the, uh, the most popular thing. Mm -hmm. um, the coaches all just kind of came in. We did what we could. We were contacting people. Uh, we did uh, YouTube videos every day. So they could come in, they could just have their equipment at home. We did the YouTube videos exactly as we would coach a class. Mm -hmm. So, you know, coaching the class, showing the movements, having, showing someone actually working out, doing it. Um, so for the newer members who couldn't just read a workout, weren't comfortable, we did everything with them stretching. We did yoga videos. Um, we did all kinds of stuff like that, but really just a lot of communication. We had a lot of retention during, yeah. during the pandemic. We're very lucky here in Orange County um, that we didn't have the very, very strict close downs that some of the other counties had. Yeah, so that, we okay. did, we were able to work out outside. We were able to do that kind of stuff. And we had a lot more freedom and flexibility. And that allowed me to, you know, to serve the members is, but, you know, I think a lot, we had a lot more freedom than a lot of other gyms to had. 
That's nice. Yeah, that's really fortunate. And it's nice that, you know, even though like some of the things like I've heard that from a lot of people that the Zoom class attendance was just, you know, terrible. <laughs> Basically, yeah. I've heard that from a lot of people like it just it was not working for anyone really. Um, you know, and I think that's probably just people get a little bit lazy, you know, like you're at home, you're sitting on your couch and I was, and it's like, well, there's no real reason for me to, to get up and join this zoom class right now. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's tough. It's, it's not the same at all. Sometimes it was just fun to see people and be like, you know, we miss you. I'm used to seeing right. you every day in my life and now you're not here. I um, know. So that, that was a good part of it. Yeah, it's, it's tough, but yeah, I love that. Yeah. Just being able to even just pop on, say hi, connect for a little while. Yeah. Awesome. Um, all right, cool. So now that we kind of know how things went for you in the pandemic, I want to switch things up, get a little more tactical with what you guys are doing in the business right now. Um, so what types of things are you guys doing to get people interested in joining the facility? Well, we kind of went through the phase of, you know, things started opening back up. We were allowed to pretty much open before like a mega gym or a global gym. Mm -hmm. um, so we did get a, quite a few people from like, a, you know, the big global gyms. Um, holding on to those people was our first kind of strategy. Like, hey, you're not used to doing this kind of workout, but let's get you, let's get you into it. Let's get you, you know, this part of your lifestyle. Um, so that was our, like our first thing that we did. And we were pretty successful with, um, you know, kind of holding on to some of those people, even though we've now switched to a month to month membership. Mm -hmm. So that was our number one thing is just kind of, you know, just, and just really taking the time to take care of every, every member individually, mm -hmm. you know, how, how did this affect you? Where are you at? What do you need? How can we help? Mm -hmm. Perfect. And that, that was, that's kind of what we did to just get people back in the gym, see what they needed, how far their fitness had gone, what were they doing? What can we do to help mentally, physically, community, spiritually, whatever you need, what, you know, mm -hmm. we're, we're going to do what we can. We're all a family. Yeah, absolutely. I love that, you know, prioritizing, taking care of current members needs first. Um, are you guys also actively doing anything to recruit new members, whether that be organically through word of mouth, referrals, things like that, or whether it be through any sort of paid advertisements? We do get a lot right now. We're not doing at this moment, paid advertisements. Mm -hmm. Um, we are ramping up for a new year's challenge. Um, that's a, a six week challenge, kind of a body transformation, feel good, new you, new year challenge. Um, so we will then put everything towards that. Um, being December, we're just kind of riding it out, doing some fun Christmas parties, Christmas workouts, stuff like that. Just kind of, kind of trying to love on our members and, and, you know, keep our community strong and keep everyone supported because everyone's still, it's still not normal life. Things mm -hmm. are still different. There's still scary news. There's still stuff like that going on. And so that's stuff we have to address on a daily basis. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. There are definitely still some people that aren't fully comfortable with, with being in that gym setting yet. So um, th absolutely. that's awesome that you guys are, you know, really taking the time to make everyone comfortable and not forget about people. <laughs> not let them fall. right I mean there's a broad you know everyone has different ideas and I we're just kind of here to uh you know create that 
that release that happy place and make it them feel safe and clean and all that kind of stuff that goes with our new way of living. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Um, okay. So you told me that you guys are sitting at about 150 members currently. Yes. How much are you looking? I know you have the challenge coming up and things. How much are you looking to grow that number? What would you say is like your magic number of members that you would be, you know, would be ideal for you guys? Well, pre-pandemic, 200 mm -hmm. uh, was a good number for us. And that's where we were at. So that's where I'd like to get back to. Yeah, perfect. Um, how did you guys kind of arrive at that number? Is it, you know, like mostly space or coaching capacity? Um, you know, just, just curious as to how that number came about. I mean, I feel like at that number, we are, you know, financially sound, doing well and, or really well. And then you can, it's also a good number of caring for people the way I want my business to run. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so absolutely. It, yeah, you don't want we to have the capacity to do that. Yeah, perfect. I love that. Um, all right. So, you know, we talked a little bit about, you know, right now, most of your leads are coming from word of mouth, from referrals. You're not, you know, actively pursuing new members at this moment. Um, obviously, I know New Year's things are going to change a little bit. Um, but with that being said, walk us through the journey of someone from like when they raise their hand and say, Hey, I'm interested in coming in until they sign up for whatever your new client program is that you're offering. So we get leads, um, from all over the place. A lot of stuff still comes from Yelp. Um, mm -hmm. we have, you know, which I, I try to foster good Yelp reviews and Google business. Um, that's big also, um, it, it is really the first place people look. I mean, we have gyms within a mile of us, another CrossFit. Mm -hmm. So we do have a lot of com competition. Um, so I think they, people start there, they look around. Um, and then when they come in, depending on if they're CrossFitters or not, they, there's two different paths, right? right? If, you're, if you're a CrossFitter looking for a new gym, it's important for me to get you into the community, into the class to see if this is the right fit for you. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we we'll evaluate you at the, at the first class to, to make sure you're, you know, doing things safely, but we also run all our classes with three different levels. So putting someone into a class, I I'm confident with that, with my coaches, mm -hmm. if you're not a CrossFitter, we have you come in for a free intro session. That's a one-on-one -on -one where we go over some movements, kind of evaluate where you're at and then talk about what your goals are and what we have to offer. Mm -hmm. And at that point, then we go into a root, we call it a roots program where it's four one hour sessions to go over all the CrossFit movements, how our gym runs, etiquette, everything you know, you need to know to be a member here and to walk in feeling like, you know what you're doing. There's confidence. You're not sitting in your car going, oh my gosh, this is so scary. I'm so, you know, I'm not sure what to do. You walk in, you know how to sign in. You've met some people along the way. You're ready to go to class. Yeah, I love that. And I don't hear that from a lot of people because a lot of people's onboarding process in, you know, revolves around teaching people the different movements. Um, but, you know, for a lot of people, it's so much more than that. It's like, yeah, it's like, they want to know how do I sign in? Where where's the bathroom? You know, like right. just, just random things like that that gives people kind of an, just that extra bump of like comfort level. I feel like 
Absolutely. I want people to be able to come. I remember those days and I hear it from other members. I want you to come in and feel like you're comfortable here. This is, right. this is, you know, a second home. You're going to get a good workout. It's going to be competitive. We have competitors here and we have people that just want to be fit. Um, it, there's, there's a place for everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as far as like sales goes and things like that, what do you think is like your percentage of people that come in um, what percentage of them would you say actually sign up to become a member? I would say the people that uh, come in as new to CrossFit, 75%. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. Um, you have, we have a pretty good turnover for that part. Um, and as far as um, you know, current CrossFitters that are just looking for a new gym or they're relocating or whatever, um, that, that rate would probably be similar. Yeah. Perfect. What would you say has been the biggest obstacle in getting people to sign up? Price. Price, yeah. Um, price probably first, um, depending upon the person. And also, um, for some people, it's just, they're just scared of, Mm -hmm. You know, CrossFit's got a little bit of a stigma, you know, a little bit of like, this is, this is too hardcore for me. These people like, I don't belong here. This isn't my kind of thing. And that that's really something we, we try pretty hard to be like, this is for everyone, everyone, all levels, every age, we have something for you here and you're going to feel comfortable. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And obviously price is super common objection in these kind of things. Obviously you're not going to be like a $10 a month planet fitness kind of place. Um, do right. you guys have like multiple offerings or programs, you know, like whether it be like one price for unlimited one price for three times a week, that kind of thing. We do. So we have exactly that one price for unlimited one price for three times a week. Um, a, a discount for students because we are a college area. Um, so I just have a flat student discount. I really like this to be, you know, as affordable as possible as I can make it for kids. It's important to me that, you know, kids and students learn a healthy lifestyle. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have a, a, a first responders um, a military type of discount. And then we also do a family discount. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I love that when you get the whole family involved. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah, it makes it more fun for sure. Um, awesome. Okay. So what, so you have several trainers on staff, correct? Mm -hmm. um, so as far as the sales goes, is it you doing all of the consultations or do some of your staff members handle those for you as well? I do a lot um, just because I like to do it. Um, but I also have a couple different, um, staff members. I have a couple staff members that do the roots classes. So I have specific people that I think are just really talented at making people feel comfortable and really just seeing where they're at and creating a plan to move them forward. And then we all communicate together, all of, all of the trainers. Um, most of my trainers have been here over five years at least and they are a lot of them are former members okay perfect so you find in your hiring you do generally hire from within yes yeah perfect i love that because you you get to know people i mean you can teach basically anyone more or less the technique or science behind things but you can't teach people to have the kind of personality you need for coaching <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, we have so many different personalities here and there's just, um, you know, I think there's kind of a little something for everyone. Like some people 
need this at some point, need this at another point. Everyone approaches things differently. So I really kind of try to celebrate people's individual personalities and encourage the trainers to kind of bring their own special flavor to their classes, whether it's hot country night or whatever. <laughs> you know, we do all kinds of stuff like that. We do a lot of, um, you know, just different like, hey, I, this is what I'm into. I'm going to do this. And, you know, people have a lot of exposure to different styles mm -hmm. of CrossFit or fitness in general. I love that. That sounds so fun having different, yeah, like theme nights and things like that. That's really cool. That's super fun. I've never really heard of people doing that before. Um, but that actually is like a good segue into the next thing I was <laughs> going to ask you about. Um, and that was going to be retention for members. I imagine a lot of those kind of fun little things that you guys do helps retain members. Um, is retention something that you guys are tracking on a regular monthly basis? Yeah, it's a little different. We were a contract gym before the pandemic. Um, so we we sold contracted memberships. So it'd be three okay. months, six months, yeah. year, whatever. Um, so that was a little easier to keep track of the metrics of all of it. But we're month to month now. Um, it is, uh, and it's kind of how things were already going. It wasn't because of the pandemic. It just right. was, it just kind of worked, coincided at the same time. We do do a lot of, like we do hot August nights, which is kind of an open in the summer. Um, we do a bunch of different things and try to, you know, we have several challenges. We have, um, you know, Christmas Eve workouts. We have all these traditions because I think people really like traditions. It makes them feel comfortable, makes them feel like they're part of the family, um, you know, like we do in our regular lives. And I think that's really what helps out with with retention. Um, you know, if we feel people if 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 people don't attend class, they get an automatic email. It's yeah. through our system, but we also, um, my gym manager, Desiree will reach out personally. Yeah. Oh, and sometimes okay. we find out, you know, Hey, you know, work's been tough this week or this month, or I lost my job, whatever we work with people. Mm -hmm. Like we want to know, and we want to work with you and come up with a solution. Um, because that's just, that's how we operate. It's, it's a, it's a community family oriented business. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that. And I know a lot of places are often hesitant to reach out to those people that haven't been in for a while because they don't want to reach out and then have the person like as if they don't already know that they haven't been to the gym in, you know, a month or whatever, and then have them be like, oh, well, I guess I'm just going to cancel my membership. But, but really that is not usually the case. Most people no. appreciate, yeah, appreciate the reach out and the care and end up, you know, getting their butt back in the gym because of it. I just feel like it, I, I had that thought initially too. It was like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe we shouldn't bug people or what it's, it's been the opposite really. I think that show of care is so much more meaningful. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. People want to know that they're missed and that somebody cares whether or not they're there. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Um, all right, cool. Um, so, you know, we know, how you get people to sign up, how you sign them up, and how you execute kind of your core offerings. But um, let's touch on a little bit of what else you're doing to add more value for your clients and to help them get the most out of the relationship. Do you guys offer any other services at the moment, whether it be online coaching, nutrition coaching, um, supplement sales, apparel sales, anything like that? We do. So we do nutrition coaching is always available. We have a, a girl that's in charge of all of that. And she's got several different options of stuff, you know, as far as like just 
helping with macros to oversight, starting at one day a week, two days a week, whatever you need. Um, she's, you know, you just kind of communicate to her, you know, what, what you want to get out of that. We also have an in-body machine. So we track body composition and stuff like that. So we do have a pretty comprehensive nutrition program. We have private training. Um, we need to be selling more supplements, but we just kind of lost uh, the supplement company that we were with. So that'll, that's on the horizon for the new year. Um, we do sell um, drinks and bars and clothes. Um, we always come out with new lines of clothing um, four times a year. Yeah, perfect. That's awesome. Um, what percentage of people would you say end up taking advantage of like the nutrition services that you offer? Well, it wanes throughout the year. In the beginning of the year, it's huge. Um, you know, everyone's on board with it. I would say a, a majority of our coaches um, count macros and have have had really good success with it. And so if the coaches start talking up, that leads it into the, the nutrition program really. And then when we onboard people, if that's part of their goal, we will steer them towards nutrition or sell it to them at the time that we onboard people. So if they're saying, hey, I'm here to lose weight, if we talk to them about it and say, well, you know, exercise obviously is important, but the majority of it is gonna be nutrition. So if you want to, you know, really get the most out of your time and effort, then we need to do both. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's why I asked because um, <laughs> we all know that nutrition is the most important part of it, but it seems to be the thing that people are most hesitant about. So, you know, even though I would say the vast majority of gyms offer nutrition counseling, it's not something that a lot of their members generally take advantage of when really the in-body machine right? helps a lot with that yeah. because if you you know you put someone on the scale and you're like it's we don't care how much you weigh in fact i don't want you to care how much you weigh because in here muscles heavier than fat but let's see what you're made out of and it's a little bit of a reality check for people and we we go at it as a health standpoint like if your your body fat's here you know you really for health you need to be here you're you're in here working out all day let's get the whole package mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. We had one of those at the gym that I worked into. It's definitely kind of an eye opener for sure. Mm -hmm. And it's cool to see how, you know, a lot of people get frustrated if that number on the scale is not moving when in reality, their body composition is just changing. Right. That's one of the hardest things is to say, get off the scale every day. Right. Just work on making changes in being consistent in the gym, number one. And being consistent in your diet. And then, you know, let's come back at it in six weeks and see where you're at. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. All right. So we, you know, we kind of talked a little bit about how you guys started. We talked a lot about where you guys are at now. So let's shift gears to the future here a little bit. What do you guys have? What's on the horizon for you? What would you say is going to be your number one focus business-wise for the next year or two? Right now, I mean, for me personally, as a gym owner is to um, keep crawling back up to where we were on March 16th, mm -hmm. um, before everything shut down here, um, member wise, membership wise, just because the um, we were at a high that literally was like the highest point in my career here at this gym. Um, so of course, I want to get it back up to there at that. And then on top of that, we, we want to implement more community um, uh organ organizations in here as far as um troubled youth 
um, stuff like that. We had a lot of stuff like that. We do a lot of work with some of the community um, organizations that help people. So getting people in here and just kind of showing them, for me, it's important, especially for youth and health, that exercise can change their lives. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, so that's personally one of the programs that I wanna have in here. But for my members in general, just continuing to to build a strong community to support them and um just to have a place where this is their place where they they can work on their physical fitness their mental fitness everything like that and just make their lives better overall i want people to feel what feeling good feels like yeah yeah absolutely i love that so much that's amazing um, all right, cool. Well, we are winding down on time here. So I have one last question for you. And that is if you could go back and give yourself or our listeners one piece of advice about running your own business, what would that be? Get a mentor. Yeah. So get a mentor that it in any industry, just a, a successful business person can give you invaluable information mm -hmm. where yeah. you can you can skip a lot of heartache and financial heartache <laughs> with yeah. a little bit of information don't don't be be humble and ask for advice right absolutely i love that because almost everybody who becomes a gym owner basically starts out as a trainer and that's for the most part, where everyone's passion lies is in, in, in the training, in helping people. Um, so, you know, a lot of times they're like, well, it's easy. I'm good at training people. I might as well just open my own gym. How, how, how hard could it be? Right. You know, <laughs> they don't realize <laughs> what goes into it. Um, so yes. I, I love that. Yeah. Just not being afraid to ask for help when there's something that you're unsure of. Absolutely. Just because you love CrossFit and you love fitness and you love helping people doesn't mean that you know how to run a business. <laughs> right. Exactly. For sure. All you right. It all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Um, well, it looks like we are out of time here today. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Brandy. Thank um, you so, so much for having me. Absolutely. It was so much fun. Um, so before we go, for all of our listeners out there, um, what is your website and where can we find you guys on social media? We are CrossFit714.com and social media, CrossFit714, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Well, to all of our listeners out there, thank you for spending some time with us today. We hope you found some value in my conversation with Brandy today. Um, if you'd like to hear more, be sure to click the subscribe button. And if you'd like to be featured on the podcast, click the link in the description, fill out the form, and we'll be in touch as soon as possible. This has been another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. We'll see you on the other side. Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview.
Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches doing work, changing lives. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, Shay Duval, owner of A Body to Live For Personal Fitness in Wilmington, North Carolina. How are you doing today? Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. I am excited and thank you for being here. Let's get right down to nitty gritty. Tell us about Body to Live For Personal Fitness what you what is it you do there what the facility is all about what we do is help people get healthy i primarily do one-on-one personal training um, we are a small environment so someone who might not be 100 percent comfortable in a regular gym atmosphere can come in here work with me i will develop a program that gets them to their goals working around any issues we might have Um, Whether they've been in an accident or they have a genetic issue to deal with, I can develop a workout program that suits their particular needs. Got it. Got it. And that didn't happen overnight. You've developed your style, your niche over, you know, we're, we're talking 20 plus years in the industry. Give us a little bit of a background of, of where you were before you started, you know, a, a body to live for personal fitness and then and then kind of bring us up to current in this incarnation okay um it started i come from um a family of obesity and health concerns so it started very personally um i started studying nutrition studying weightlifting i fell in love with it um i was working at a job that i absolutely hated and me and my brother were in the gym early one morning and a girl came in she had no clue what she was doing so i was just helping her out showing her some exercises setting up some machines for her and my brother looked at me and he said shay shay i think you missed your calling and i looked at him and i said i know you're right so right then and there i made a change um i started studying for certification um got certified found a small studio to work out of to start building my knowledge and helping people um, get healthy and overcome their challenges. So then I went from that small studio, I went to a bigger gym where I had a greater network, other trainers to learn from, to teach. that gym was bought out by gold's gym which is huge again increased my base of knowledge people to learn from and people to work with and then i decided i wanted to go out on my own i wanted to have a studio where personal trainers could come in and run their business their way and do their thing and i could train my clients my way um and it's just snowballed from there awesome so it's cool that somebody pointed it out to you and was like, hey, you missed your calling and you and you were right, you were right there with it and just kind of grabbed the bull by the horns and haven't let go, right? It might have been a rodeo ride, it might have been a smooth ride, everything in between. I mean, you've uh you've lasted through a pretty good you know, a recession, a pandemic, and all the other little things that have come along. So really that speaks to me to the 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 passion that you have to just influence impact people's lives with what you have with your training ability with your people skills your nutrition background so congratulations to you for staying the course for you know 20 plus years that's fantastic 
Thank you. I love it. And I love seeing people reach their goals. It's so fun for me when somebody says, you know, an 80 year old woman says, I carried my laundry up the stairs and I wasn't out of breath. Or, you know, a 30 year old comes in and says, look at this muscle. I've never seen this muscle before. And those things excite me and just fuel why I started this. Absolutely. Those, uh, you, I don't think the, uh, the brain ever becomes immune or develops a tolerance to the, to the dopamine hit that comes from another person's success. Whether you give yourself credit for it or look at yourself as a facilitator or encourage them, just seeing it, it doesn't matter. That secondhand success is, is always, uh, I'd say the biggest moment of fulfillment, fulfillment for most of us in this, yeah. in this industry. So, um, you know, there's, there's a business side to things and that's what we talk about a lot here on the podcast. And it's, it's almost never anybody's favorite, but necessary evil, if you want to call it that. And, and you, we can spin it in positive ways because you had to have made some good business decisions to be around this long and helps you to be there for your clients and, and find, uh, and find that sort of fulfillment. So, I want to go a little bit into the, the different aspects of the business. You wear all the hats basically right now. I correct? do. So yes, what are I the do. things on the business side that you truly enjoy? And, and what are the things that if you could, you'd never do again in your life? Definitely my least favorite. Um, for some reason, that just has never really clicked with me. I mean, I can have a conversation with somebody and let that flow, but to try and go out there and say, hey, you should come to my gym and work out has always just been a little awkward for me. Um, the things that I love, um, perfect case in point, I have a 70-ish year old woman I'm training right now. She came to me after shoulder reconstruction. So I have to develop workouts to get her to her goals, but I have to be creative and not um, hurt a shoulder that's still recovering. And then to throw another curveball in there, she fell and broke her kneecap and had surgery for that. So now I have to work around her not being able to bend that left knee um, so I like to, as far as the business goes, I like to sit down and be creative writing out the workouts because all that's done before my client walks in the door. And there's always that room for change as, you know, you never know what someone's going to come in with, whether they've had a rotten day or they've done this or done that. And things always, there's always has to be room for change. Um, but being creative is definitely what I like best about running a business. Yeah. <laughs> Spoken like a true trainer, right? When it's like, we have the training side and the business side. What do you like about the business? I like the training. <laughs> so, <laughs> I like the training. Yes. It's, like, oh. it's, it's totally fine. And, and we get that and, and understand it. And it's, there's, there's just two totally different, um, ways that you go about it. You know, I, we speak to people who, if they come from a business background first, they're always, all right, the business is going to feed my ability to train people. And when, when they come from training first, it's like training people and getting good results is going to keep the business going. And we're going to go there. And I guess the, there's no right or wrong. You know, the, the ideal is probably somewhere in the middle, 
but we're all we're all going to skew one way or the other. I think leaning too far one way, you, you fall over. But as long as you know, there are things you have to pay attention to. There are there are things that you can't just totally let go. You know, there's room for success in both aspects. So I want to kind of touch a little bit on some of the functions on the business side that that we find that a lot of people do struggle with, and then see you know see what your experiences have been like and then kind of go from there. So I always like to start from the beginning and you already went to it a little bit is getting people in the doors, getting people to say, Hey, I have an issue. I want to change this about myself, about my body. I want to, I want to get stress relief, whatever it is. What do you do to get people to raise their hand and come and see you? What has worked best for me is encouraging my clients to refer their friends to me kind of get them to do the sales and the marketing for me. And I offer them different incentives to encourage that. Um, but a lot of times, you know, it's my clients change, their friends see that and they ask, or they can say, hey, come check out my trainer. So I'll offer them um, sessions on their package or discount on classes or something to bring a friend to me. And then once I have that person in front of me, I take them through a workout and we go from there. So yeah, referrals, word of mouth, always everybody's favorite way to get people in. And then it always, that makes signing somebody up feel more like a natural process than a sale, right? Selling sales, it can feel, it can feel super awkward. It can feel like, Sometimes sleazy car salesman. I don't know. There's there's so many different things that we have to get around as trainers on the sales side of things. How have you been able to make that work at least to the degree that that you're still here 20 years later? Um. Well, starting off in a gym atmosphere and getting those clients comfortable enough with me to move over to my own studio. I mean, I've done, I've done a little bit of advertising here and there. And honestly, it's been an epic failure. I spent thousands of dollars in magazines and different types of advertising. And I think out of all of that, I got one client who bought 10 sessions and never came back. Um, so the only thing that really has worked for me is client referrals, like we talked about, um, general conversations with people in public. Um, it's, I'm not the best at that. Um, how do I want to word this? You know, people will ask me questions and it's like, they don't like my answers when we talk about nutrition and we talk about training, um, the hard work has to go in. Nutrition is important. Um, and that's why I've always said that I'm really bad at sales. Um, you know, people will look at me, oh, well, you know, you're 51 years old. How do you look like that? Well, I work out every day and I eat clean. And that's what I have for them. And the best I can offer is come try it. Sometimes that works. <laughs> Sometimes enough, enough over the years that, that you've, uh, you've continued to do it. So it sounds like you really have, 
dug your feet in as far as I want to train and work with people who are in alignment with the way that I see things, who recognize I have a goal, I need somebody to put it in front of me and show me what I need to do. And I can't, I can't let my own, as the client, I can't let my own mental garbage get in my way. The type of person who's like, Shay, I get it. I know that nobody wants to work out when they could be watching Netflix or not a lot of people or most people would rather have pizza than a salad. Like I get all that. I'm there. I just need you to wind me up and point me in the right direction. I'm going to trust you. Tell me what I need to do. this week. Okay, what do we need to do to help you make better changes? Talk about it. I can't hear you. You can hear me. Okay, good. I can hear you. We had to kill the video. Okay. You can keep going. Right. Though. You're fine. Okay. So, um, like I said, most of my clients I have came from customer referrals. Um, like the client I talked about with the shoulder reconstruction, she was referred by another client of mine who um, they take yoga together. So they saw the changes in one person came into me, you know, I've worked with her and helped her overcome. And that's how most of my clients come in the door is they know somebody else who trains with me or has trained with me. Right. And it makes that introductory conversation really just more like, hey, this is what I know. This is what I expect. As long as you live up to it and you feel that you're a good fit, because there's personalities involved. There's, you know, there's, yes. diff there's different things that we have. So somebody finds their way to your door, you take them through a workout, you find that you click on some level as personality. You don't need to be someone's best friend. Right. Those are the people who stick around long enough to get the results and end up being, you know, you're basically your ideal client. Yes. They, most of them end up being lifelong clients. Um, training somebody, you're training them as much mentally as you are physically, bringing them into a positive mindset, bringing them into a successful mindset. I can't tell you how many people walk in the door and I ask them to do a push up and, oh no, I can't do a push up. I can't do a push up. Once you convince them to just try it and then, oh my gosh, maybe I can do this. And before they know it, they're doing 10 push ups. So training them mentally is just as important as training them physically. Absolutely. And knowing who you are as a trainer and what type of people you get the best results from is super important because if, if I'm hearing you right, you're not interested in anything less than a real success story, a real transformation, whether it's mentally, physically, for someone's long-term health. Long-term, yeah, general fitness. Some people, a lot of my clients, the majority of my clients are 60 and up. 
So getting healthy or staying healthy and staying active is very important. So we don't need to see miraculous changes. They just need to stay mobile, stay active. I mean, some of my 80-year-olds will run circles around some of the average 30-year-olds that you see out in the world. Um, and that excites me too, just keeping people going for as long as possible. I had a woman, I trained her till she was 91 years old um, and she'd come in, her husband would push her in in a wheelchair. She just wanted to keep moving. So we kept moving. 91 years old. I, I hear a lot of people that say, oh, I train people into their 70s, but not a lot, not a lot get them going that long. So. So that's that's interesting. Um, from a purely logistical standpoint, I do have one more question about your your kind of sales and dovetail in your billing process. Because you're almost exclusively one-on-one -on -one personal training um, and it's it's sessions. I know that you're a fan of the 30-minute session, as I am. Are your clients buying packages of sessions, kind of a la carte? Are they doing, you know, are they paying? you know, on a monthly recurring basis, how do you manage the, uh, the logistics of the personal training sessions? Um, what I do with people is try and get a long-term commitment from them right off the bat. So what I do is I offer them a discounted rate of $30 per session if they buy 40 sessions. So at okay. 40 sessions, if you just see me twice a week, that's going to last you five months. By the end of that five months, you're going to develop habits. You're going to love coming here. You're going to love the results you see. Um, so my price will go up a little for the smaller package that you buy. I mean, you can pay $35 a session for 30 sessions or $40 a session for 20 sessions or 45 for 10. Um, so you can definitely buy smaller packages if you just want to get your feet wet and just want to try it. Or maybe you just need me to write a workout for you and teach you how to do it. And then you can go do it on your own. Um, but selling the large packages and having people pay for that up front, that gets them committed and gets them in the mindset. And then they're ready to do it all over again. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, 40 sessions is uh that's more than i hear a lot of people go into and um it really just to me just reinforces your commitment to the client as well as you gauging you know if if they're going to be that type of person who really wants to adopt lifestyle change you know that's that's kind of the recurring theme that i hear here yes it is all about um it's a lifelong journey fitness is not short term Fitness is something you have to do for the rest of your life. Absolutely. So we touched on a little bit pre-podcast, um, but I want to get into the your aspect of you are a nutritionist. It's something that you offer to your clients. Is that something you just roll into your personal training? Do you offer an a la carte service? How do you integrate that into uh, a client journey? Most of the time it happens on the floor while we're working out. Um, I do have a few clients who keep journals and we may take part of a session or even a full session, depending on how much help they need to sit down and discuss what they've eaten and what changes need to be made. Um, but most of the time, it's just a general conversation out on the floor. Um, what'd you have for breakfast today? Eggs and oatmeal. Awesome. What's for lunch today? Um, and we just 
just feed it like natural conversation. Um, some people do need a little more help and we come and we sit down and we'll may even um, write out a nutrition plan. Okay, meal number one needs to be um, some sort of healthy carbohydrate and some sort of protein. Meal number two, meal number three, uh, post-workout meals, before bed, we outline an entire day. Let them fill in the foods that fit the bill, and then we come back and check on it in a couple of weeks and see how they're doing. So it can go either way, but most of the time it happens on the floor, on the okay. gym floor. And you just, you include that basically in whatever their cost session training. It's not a, an additional service. You just, you roll it all in. Yes, because you can't have fitness without nutrition. It doesn't get you very far. That's for darn sure. <laughs> right. You cannot outwork a bad meal. Nope, nope, nope. That's, that's, um, I guess unless you're one of those like Olympic swimmers or something like that, that is in the pool for eight hours a day, I think they can eat whatever they want, but most yes. of us humans can't do it. Right. But they still also have to get enough of the healthy foods to fuel their workouts. Right. Right. They just get a little more leeway on the fun stuff, I think. But yeah, Absolutely. those high level performers have, have different, different, uh, nutrient profiles, but man, do they get some calorie allowances that make me jealous. But um, the other thing that kind of goes with that, and, and we have two distinct camps here. Some people like to include supplementation. Some people don't. Where do you fall in that land? I'm definitely on the less supplements, real food. Um, mm -hmm. I do encourage... Um, Protein shakes for people who can't eat enough of the meats. Um, I've been a vegetarian my whole life, so there's only so many eggs I can eat, so I do rely on a lot of protein supplements. But for most people, I'm pushing whole real food. Mm -hmm. Everybody has certain needs that we may have to say, okay, you may need a vitamin supplement or you may need a mineral supplement, but mostly I'm going to encourage them to get it from food. Got it. And do you sell or offer or recommend anything there at the gym or is it you send people outside to a supplement shop or refer out anything like that? I keep some protein on hand, both RTDs and powders. Um, there's a couple of vitamin D. Um, I don't sell a ton of supplements. Um, I have a few things out there, but not a ton. If a client needs something, I can definitely get it for them. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, yeah, we're going towards more food. If you need more potassium, then let's look at what food we can get it from and try and work that into the body every day. Absolutely. I, um, you know, everybody's got their different camps that they fall into, but one of my favorite things that I learned on my precision nutrition journey was it's interesting how little junk food people have room for in their life. If you, if they really just get all the nutrients they need from real food, it, uh, right. it ends up making people really full and, and have to eat a, a lot of varied palates. So I do think there's still room for supplementation. Like you said, you know, people, a lot of people just don't want to eat enough you know, meat or whatever to get enough protein. And then, you know, vitamin D where, you know, people's sunlight exposure, things like that. There are a few things that I think benefit people. And ultimately 
some degree of your clients are going to buy things somewhere. So to have you as a resource to say, hey, if you're going to buy this, buy this one, I believe in it. This is, you know, this is something I can stand behind, I think does them a service when the need arises. Right, right. And I have a few companies that I do work with um, to get certain supplements from. Um, protein, I usually go towards the IsoPure because it's zero carbs and they can mix whatever they need to in it, whether it be their carbs early in the day or their fats later in the day. Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely one of the established and, and reputable brands. The, uh, the thing that I guess a lot of gym owners run into, and it, it really comes down to the clientele, is you know, almost all supplements are available direct to consumers. So mm -hmm. if you carry it, it's one of those things. It's just hard to, you can't really look at it as a revenue or a profit source for the most part, because there just isn't a lot of margin in it, but it's right. nice to be able to give as an add-on for sure. Yes. And the RTDs um, sell pretty well because people want their protein while they're working out. They want something that goes down easy and isn't heavy in their stomach. So they can grab that from me and then get straight to their workout. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and that's one of those things. That's, it's one of the only places where, you know, people, you can't go on Amazon for a, a drink for your workout right now. At least right. not. They might have drones delivering to gyms at some point in our lifetime, but but for right now, you can at least make it worth your while to uh, to keep them in stock for people. And it's it's a nice little bonus for them. They're already there. They don't have to worry about stopping at the store or whatever mm -hmm. the case may be or stocking them at their house. So as long as you can make it work. So what other things with where you are, you know, you're in this, I think, I hope I cross my fingers, you know, we're on the other side of the worst part of the pandemic. I hope so. What's in the plans for you? You know, what's the what's the short and long-term vision for what you're gonna look like as a business and as an entrepreneur? You know, what are, what are the goals? What are you going after? You know, what gets you out of bed every day? It, you know, from the entrepreneurial standpoint, I know as a trainer, it's just seeing clients and getting results, but, but what things are you going after? Uh, well, I have room for more trainers. Pre-pandemic, um, I had four other trainers in here besides myself, um, and that was a good dynamic in the gym. Um, a lot of those businesses did not survive through the pandemic, so I would definitely like to get more trainers in here. And then eventually, looking at about a three-year time span, I'd like to get my own um, my own freestanding building with some yard space and plenty of parking and uh, definitely improve right uh, space-wise. Right now, I have a whole list of equipment that I would love to buy, but I don't have the space for it. I have to be very careful, you know, what space I'm giving up, what floor space I'm giving up um, in order to buy this particular piece of equipment. So definitely a bigger facility in my own building with some yard space. Wilmington, North Carolina is a fantastic area especially for spring and fall to work out outside. So I would like that ability. Um, and I think the biggest hindrance in growth for me right now is the size of our parking lot. So looking at my own building gotcha. and hoping to achieve that in about three years time. Okay. All right. So you have a time frame. you have 
you have some other stuff that you're working on. So that that is great to hear. So we are nearly out of time, but the last big question that I love to ask somebody who's got the experience, who's got the time in the industry as a trainer, as an owner, if you could go back and it doesn't have to be to the very beginning, it could be to any point in your career. Um, you know, if it, it, I always say it's kind of like giving yourself a stock tip, but if there was a, a business tip, something in the realm of being a fitness business owner that you could have told yourself, what would it be? And at what point do you think it would have served you best? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, going out on your own, leaving the gym and starting your own facility is scary. I think I would have told myself to do it sooner, to take that leap of faith and make it happen probably at least a couple years before I actually did. One of my favorite answers, and I always get it from the people who are the most passionate on the trainer side. It's mm -hmm. always, I would have done it sooner because I realized that, you know, I don't say that everybody should do it, but if you can look yourself in the mirror and you know you have the passion and you have the work ethic, this business, maybe more so than almost any other one, will reward that. There's not a lot of epic failures for people who truly want to help as many people as possible and know they'll do the work to do it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and it's scary, though. That leap is scary. Leaving the, um, the gym where clients are pretty much fed to you to now you're out on your own and you have to figure out how to make this work without that. It's scary, but I'm so glad I did it. Absolutely. My last question before I let you go, this is this is the one that everybody knows the answer to. If somebody's listening to the podcast, they want to find you, whether they want to check out your business model because they're an owner trainer, maybe they're a trainer looking looking for a, a home in Wilmington, or maybe it's somebody who's looking for a place to work out. Where can they find you online? They can find me on Facebook at a body to live for um, personal fitness. Um, or my personal page, um, Kimberly Shea Duval, again on Facebook, or call me 910-512-0652. I'm always happy to talk to people. Um, I'll get them in here for a free session to let them see and feel exactly what it is we do. Um, and then they know firsthand what they're buying before they buy. So call me or stop in but come on down. Awesome. Thank you so much, Shay, for being on with us. I appreciate you being here today. Thank you so much. You are welcome. And to everybody out there listening, as always, we appreciate you being with us, taking some time out of your day. We hope you found value in this episode. If you want to hear more, click the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. If you want to be on the show, you want to share your story, your business model, your entrepreneurial journey, Click the link in the description, fill out the form. Someone from the team will get in touch with you as soon as possible. To everybody out there in Jim Lord's nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives. Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. 
Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. My name is Bree. I'll be your host today, and I'm here with Josh and Casey from Richard Russell CrossFit and Richard Russell CrossFit Monterey Bay out in California. What's up, guys? How are you today? Doing all right. Doing all right. Thanks for having us. Awesome. Absolutely. All righty. Cool. So let's jump into the details here, wasting no time. How did we get started? What made you guys want to own your own facility? Um, so both of us have been, have been in athletics for a long time, um, weightlifting and, um, just kind of training on our own. Um, I was in the army, uh, earlier on and I deployed to Afghanistan and started CrossFit in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2012, I came home and started kind of introducing Casey to CrossFit. Um, we started lifting together, maybe doing CrossFit once or twice a week, um, I mean, simply put, we had some people ask us to help train them. Uh, the little storage facility basically is what we were training in. It used to be an old woodworking shop. We started clearing that stuff out, uh, made it into a personal training gym. We went to the CrossFit Games in 2016 and uh, decided, hey, let's, let's turn this thing into a CrossFit gym and see what happens. Yeah, we did. Before you deployed, we actually were uh, coaching a track high, high school track and field team and um, definitely recognized, we were friends before that, but um, recognized the fact that we coached very well together. We're a good balance. And I think coming back from the army and <clears throat> certain things happening in our lives, it just kind of set into a really good place for us to make a decision to open up a gym. I actually started yeah. personal training first. Yeah. Okay. All right. Amazing. So first of all, Josh, thank you for your service. I appreciate you. And it just kind of made sense for the two of you to go in that direction, essentially. So you just kind of jumped in and and got started. So did you, I'm guessing that you started with one facility and then grew into another facility. Is that correct? Or did you kind of go all in and open two at the same time? (laughs) Oh God, no, I couldn't even imagine doing that. Um, Okay. Yeah. We, we started with the solid ed one. Um, we uh, we opened the solid ed one in 2017 in May of 17, um, and uh, we started out with not really doing any advertising. We just let the members that we had that we we're doing personal training with um, kind of run its course, let word of mouth go out. We are off the beaten path. We're actually located on a vineyard um, up in the mountainside, so a little bit different location for your typical CrossFit gym. Um, we opened up thinking, okay, cool. Let's see how this turns out. Let's see who shows up and what happens. Um, fast forward three years later, we were actually kind of sitting down at the the dining room table, just like this. Um, one of the gyms in Monterey or, uh, in Salinas, excuse me, a town over had said they were selling their gym and he was part owner of another one. Jokingly, we looked at each other like, dude, we should just see if Monterey's for sale. And we kind of had that slight pause, looked at each other and we're like, 
dude, let's, let's check. Let's see what happens. And <laughs> here we are going on year three in Monterey. Awesome. Okay. So now two facilities, uh, a, a few years in here. So what does your, what does your business model look like? Is it, are both facilities very similar, kind of the same style? Do you structure things the same way? And, and what is your business model based around? Are we group classes, semi-privates, one-on-ones, little mix? So what does it look like? We run um, both CrossFit gyms with the same programming. As a matter of fact, when members sign up in Soledad or Monterey, they know they have membership at the other. They can always travel an hour away because they are an hour apart. Mm-hmm. So they have membership to both gyms. Um, but we run the same programming at both gyms, just different time classes, class times. And um, class model is mostly just CrossFit classes. We do have one-on-one personal training that we offer. And we do have different programs with like teens. Um, we've been working with kids, and, which has been fantastic. But teens would be in Soledad. Kids is more uh, in Monterey. So basically the same program, same class schedule in the in the programming sense yeah. yeah trying to think of what else yeah the both um both gyms are run exactly the same the business model doesn't change for either one of them uh the pricing structure on um on our one-on-ones is a little bit different it's more um yeah. priced out towards the average household income um in our area of monterey obviously a little more expensive where it's a more of a peninsula town and solid as more of an agricultural city or a little town anyway um so those the price difference in the personal training aspect of our um, business is different where our class or group classes are all the same. Got it. Okay. And now as far as membership base goes at each facility, how many clients are you serving between the, between the two, between the two, um, between the two, we're sitting at 130 right now. Um, Yeah, and it's about like 25 members down in Soledad, and then the, the the majority is up in Monterey. Got it. Okay. Kind of, kind of a big uneven split there. But like I said, you know, with our Soledad location being where it's at, it's it's a little bit harder to draw in members. And um, before starting our gym in Soledad, uh, most of our members that now are with us started CrossFit when they first heard about us. Yeah. They had no idea what CrossFit was, so. Mm-hmm. The members that we've had have all been with us over three years now. They're they're Five pretty years. yeah they're pretty dedicated members and now just become friends. Whereas Monterey, usually they come in, they either have some kind of background in CrossFit, they've been doing it for a while, or we do an on ramp session at both gyms, but more often in Soledad than in Monterey, just because you have I'd say probably 80 percent of the people that already know CrossFit, they're familiar and they're just coming into the gym. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Uh, so now how are you getting the word out there about the facilities? Are we, what does marketing look like? Are we doing any type of paid advertising? Are we mostly word of mouth referral based? What does that look like? We, so right now we're still sticking to word of mouth cause it's doing really well for us, um, for where we're at anyway. Um, most of our members, well, pretty much about 85% of our members are military or military spouses. We are right next to the Naval Postgraduate School and um, about two miles down from the uh, Defense Language Institute. So we have a very, very big, broad band of people that come in. We have some foreigners also that are coming into the DLI or the postgraduate school. 
Um, but most of them are all word of mouth. We, we have, um, our manager is a military spouse. So her husband has a lot of pull with people coming in. He's brought a lot of his friends in some of our friends that are military, I'll bring in their friends in. And, uh, we're actually working on a program right now to have them replace themselves basically. So when they're on their way out, they're, um, bringing someone in to fill their spot and plus one if, if they can. Um, but other than that, we're not really doing any paid advertisement. We actually just hired a social media manager earlier this year or uh, last year anyway. So our social media has definitely <laughs> stepped up its game a little bit, which has been great, um, a little more consistent. And uh, we've gotten a good amount of traction from social media being posted, you know, every other day. Um, mm -hmm. People are starting to see that a little bit more. We haven't really done any of the paid advertisement on like Facebook or anything though. Okay. okay. And, and why is that? Why haven't you gone in that direction at all? We started to actually before, uh, before COVID, we were looking at Facebook advertising. We were looking at um, different marketing <clears throat> areas here in Monterey County. And to be honest, COVID came and everything just stopped. So still kind of dragging through recovering and um, looking at what's working right now. And definitely, you know, in the next, I'd say six months, it's something that we are interested in ramping up more, mm -hmm. um, but not just doing it, you know, definitely doing the research first and finding out what works and not just throwing our money out into, you know, the local newspaper or whatever. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, that's a, a huge piece. It can be a game changer for, for the business. As far as Facebook, Instagram, Google goes, not so much the... Um, local I mean some people run some ads in like local magazines or newspapers or things like that and sometimes that does gain some traction but the only thing with that is it's not really trackable right it's like yeah. you don't necessarily know how many people saw your ad how many people are actually coming in from that ad of course you can always ask people but um with Facebook Instagram and Google those things are trackable so you can get to a point where it's like, okay, if I'm going to spend X amount of dollars on advertising here, I can expect to see X amount of members from right. that. And then that allows you to really get a good idea and gauge the business growth. Right. Um, so definitely a, a really good place Resource. to invest some time, yeah. time before the money, uh, yeah. learning that aspect of things to make sure that you're not just throwing your money out there and, and getting nothing in right. return. You want to make sure you're getting a return on investment there. Um, but I think that a lot of times, and I hear this very often from gym owners, is it is something, it's like it's a skill, you know, and it takes time that you've got to learn and put into it. And a lot of times you don't necessarily have the time as a gym owner. It's like, especially you, you guys have two facilities. So you're already wearing a lot of hats as yeah. a gym owner. Um, so sometimes it can be hard to step back and focus yeah. on those things to get to that next level of growth. So I completely understand that. Um, but also once you do, once you can have multiple poles in the water at a time, as far as your advertising goes, so you, you know, you've got your word of mouth, you've got your referrals, you've got people, your, um, members coming in through the military, you know, you've got different streams and then you add in that paid advertising piece, yeah. then that can really start to boost things and grow those memberships. So yeah, definitely a good thing to focus on. And if you guys have gotten to where you are without it now, that next level of growth could be really 
really a game changer for you guys. Uh, we were talking, like like I said, right before COVID. I mean, we got the Monterey Gym in September 2019. <laughs> the, the worst possible Literally time the worst possible time. I mean, right before COVID. And we mm -hmm. were so excited. We had a bunch, you know, obviously a lot of plans, a great budget, yeah. everything planned out. 2020 was supposed to be an incredible year. Um, but with that, there was marketing um, involved. We were talking to Google. We were talking to Facebook. We were definitely yeah. headed in that direction and super excited exactly about everything you just talked about, being able to track, being able to see, you know, what is working, what's really reaching. What, what's getting engagement. What's, what's yeah, what's now. exactly. Um, mm -hmm. And then COVID hit. And I mean, I don't even have anything to say after that, but that we are still mm -hmm. picking up the pieces and looking at, you know, this year, 2022 just starting february we feel pretty confident that you know we may not be exactly right back where we were in 2020 but we're a hell of a lot better than we were for the last two years so um yes. definitely something that is kind of back there but we want to bring it forward and do so thank you that's uh it's encouraging to hear from somebody else who's gone through something like this to know yeah. that that is a good way to you know to track and and get some attention and draw some people in yeah yeah yeah, it absolutely is. And it's really nice when you can get it to a point where you're really specific about the people that you want in your gym, because I know, you know, community is such a big piece of things for a lot of gym owners and making sure that you're getting the right people in the door and adding to the community in the right way. And, right. you know, the nice thing about learning the ins and the outs of the paid advertising pieces that you can speak directly to the people that you want in your gym. You right. know, it's like you can streamline it so that you're only talking to those people and just drawing in more of, you know, the like-minded people that you want in your community. So that's a, a big, a big part of it as well, because you don't want to just cast a really wide net either. You know, it's like, you don't want to just throw ads out there that are, are just speaking to anyone. You know, it's like, you really want to make sure you're getting the right people in the door and building the community in the way that you want. So right. um, that's something that you can do through the, the paid advertising as well, which is really nice. Um, now within your membership, how do you structure things as far as your membership goes? Do you offer agreements i like to call them agreements rather than contracts um as far as like a three month six month nine month 12 month whatever it might be or are you doing packages are we month to month what does that look like um we do month to month um we originally so when we first started our first gym in um in solidad we just went straight month to month and um decided that was going to be our best bet and uh, we kind of stayed with that one all the way through Soledad. When we took over Monterey, um, we obviously planned to be there for the long run. We don't plan to have that one for two, three years and then sell it or get rid of it or whatever. But when we took over Monterey, we had the old owners of that place that ran um, three months, six months and 12 month memberships. And it was just a nightmare to keep track of who was where. Um, you know, we had a couple people that were in our gym that we bought into um that had paid a 12 month but they did it like maybe three months before they sold and it was just hard to try to get the the uh, the equal number of k cool now he's our member we have to coach him we should get some of that income and you know it was just it was kind of a hard thing so for us we decided to do a um a 12 or a um, month to month and people change you know people 
people's ideas change, people's plans change, things happen to people that they just, hey, I'm, I'm done. And, you know, we're not in it to, um, obviously we want to make money. We want to make a living mm-hmm. because, you know, money's necessary in the world. Um, but we're not in it to, you know, make everybody else go broke when making ourselves rich here. And with having a big um, package like that, it kind of takes away from our ability to be able to pay our coaches because, you know, normally with a pack, a six month package, it's charges less per month, technically what it comes out to. Um, and also most of the time when that happens is you're signing an agreement on six months and saying, Hey, if you cancel within six months, now we have to charge you X amount to fill in for, you know, your early cancel or early cancellation. Um, but so for our memberships or our overall memberships, we offer just a month to month. Our, um, we have 10 pack um, classes. We used to do a five pack too, but it was kind of just annoying to do and kind of um, kind of pointless, honestly. Um, so we did a 10 pack and the 10 pack lasts six weeks. Um, so you get, you know, three classes one week to the next and you can kind of run it that way for the next six weeks or um, spread it out a little bit more. And then our packages, our personal training packages are a little bit longer. Those last, um, you know, anywhere from uh, three months to six months, depending on what package you get. And that's either a 12 pack, a 24 pack or a 48. And, and like I said, those ones are a little bit different, um, more so because you're kind of scheduling with a coach individually, not during class time. So those, those are run a little bit different, but those are what we offer for our um excuse me, our, uh, our gym packages anyway. And I think you brought up a really good um, idea and it might not be what every gym does, but it's something that both you and I believe in firmly is taking care of our coaches. We take care of each other. So the coaches, um, we really try and help them uh, with their professional development. You know, if they have any ideas, if they want to work on a specific mobility class or workshop, um, maybe some more personal training, maybe it's human anatomy. We uh, really want them to come in and ask us to help with their tuition. Um, In return, you know, obviously we expect them to bring on some one-on-one clients where we have a specific template that we use percentage for class that really it benefits us as a business, but it really benefits our coaches and it gives them incentive to really pull in more one-on-ones in order for them to make a living and not just make this coaching thing a part-time gig, unless, you know, that's what they want. But we mm-hmm. like to offer that opportunity for, we have two, two, definitely two out of five or six coaches that um, this is their primary income. And um, those are the ones that do most of our one-on-ones. So um we really encourage that. And it's something that we have developed a good relationship with our coaches, which we feel trickles down into our community and our, you know, it all just works together really well. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So a couple of things there. So with month to month memberships, so I don't, I, I like the idea that you guys have behind why you offer the month to month memberships. The only thing, so I, offered month to month memberships at my facility for three months. And then I got rid of it and I went back to agreements. So the only thing that was a major sticking point for me with that was the predictable income piece. So as, as far as revenue goes on a monthly basis, it makes it harder to how much revenue you have coming in on a monthly basis. So that's the only piece that I 
didn't like about it. So have you guys found that it is harder for you to track revenue or is retention insanely high so you don't really have to worry about it? Um, yeah. That's that's kind of the only major sticking piece that I, I found with the month to month memberships. Yeah, our, our retention actually is really high, which is great. Um, mm -hmm. The only like the only bad thing about the the month to month that we've seen um, is I actually really haven't seen anything bad out of it. Like yeah. the so a big reason too why we went with a month to month is a lot of our um, membership in Solidad when we first started it it was either um, agriculture or law enforcement and there's a lot of change up in their schedule so. For us mm -hmm. to try to go and say, hey, you know, you're on a six month membership, but they're only here for, you know, X amount of months because they have to travel for work. It kind of made it a little bit more of a hassle on our end. Um, mm -hmm. And then coming into uh, coming into Monterey, our, we don't want to like pull our own uh, or toot our own horn here, but we have a pretty good um, system that we run here. Our coaches are amazing. Our community is extremely welcoming in which you know, most CrossFit people look for the community aspect over anything else when they're going into a gym. Um, when we get our members in, a lot of them, I mean, I want to say about 85% of them, and I can look that up right now if we're sitting here, but stay with us. They, We really don't have any type of them leaving or any issues with people leaving and moving until they either graduate from school or they get restationed. And that's we just lost what two members two yeah we they, just lost two members that just yeah. graduated from nps and they're, they're getting mm -hmm. stationed in hawaii you know losing a good couple um come summertime because they're also graduating and moving all over the country but i think the good news for us in that sense is we know exactly when they're leaving i mean we know you know six months ahead of time or even a year ahead of time when they're leaving and we have um began the the process of hey okay you guys that's great like we hate to see you go but let's replace yourself so in that sense budgeting and looking at our income it's still staying the same if not getting to be even better so mm -hmm. i think we're lucky that we do have that um retention uh because like you said i mean it's it's a guessing game if you don't have that retention you have no idea what a month to month looks like so right mm -hmm. Which could yeah, potentially yeah. be a nightmare if we didn't have the retention we have. Well, yeah, seriously. I mean, just right. bringing it up, it's like we take that for granted. But I mean, that would be a nightmare. Doing the books and looking at it, I that would freak me out. I, I'd be stressed out. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, because some gym owners don't have the retention that you guys yeah. have, you know. And if you are, and of course that comes down to the community that you're providing, the service that you're providing, you know, making sure that you're providing the highest level of value to the people that you do have in the facility. Obviously, that's a huge part of it. But um, at times, there are things that are out of your control. And if you're not in a situation where you do have a very high retention rate, it can be a little bit scary with the month to month right. contracts, just not being able to predict what's coming in on a monthly yeah. basis, you know. Um, right. So, yeah, that's definitely. Super Got great it. example of that is COVID. Mm -hmm. Like as soon as yeah. COVID hit, all, all military had to go home. They were right. all sent home. And mm -hmm. I mean, for as much as we were doing virtually, like we changed everything within 24 hours to go virtual to try and provide even more value for our members. Yeah. But we still had 85, 80% of our membership leave. I mean, mm -hmm. probably more. I mean, it was crazy. So right. Talk about 
stress and anxiety yeah. And, yeah. and not knowing how you were going to make it month to month paying rent in a facility that you can't even use and then paying rent for an outdoor facility. So yeah, to your point, exactly. If that was something that we had to do on a regular basis, I, I would definitely consider more agreements, you know, three, six months, whatever. I, I mean, it would give you more stability. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <Or> consider selling. <laughs> Who would want to buy it though at that point, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, totally, totally. Like yeah, you get stuck in that situation. It's not not a fun place to be in. But um, so now within the client base that you have, are there any other services that you are offering to your current clients as far as nutrition or accountability, anything in that area with, you know, a lot of times what gets overlooked, our, our greatest source of revenue is the clients that we already have in the facility. You know, people that have paid you once are more likely to pay you again or for additional services. So as far as that goes, is there anything else that you offer your clients that they can pay an additional fee for, for an additional yeah. service? How does that look? So it's kind of twofold. We have a nutrition business, which is Richard Russell Eats. Um, okay. And that is all virtual. That's uh, powered through WAG, Working Against Gravity. We have three coaches that have been certified. And um, that's just kind of a, an idea and a passion that Josh and I have had from the very beginning. It's something that we wanted to provide our clients is um, a nutrition program based on macros. And it's a very mm -hmm. thorough program. We absolutely love it. We've done it. We've been clients. We are now coaches. And um, that definitely brings in an extra revenue. Um, we also provide through our one-on-ones. Um, our one-on-ones aren't necessarily just for um, physical training. We have a lot of rehab, prehab through our one-on-one -on -one with two specific coaches that are certified. Um, and those are the ones that actually get most of our traction, but they're known because they've done that extra professional development that I mentioned earlier um, and, and are, are trained more in that area. So I would say that that's probably another definite draw that we market word of mouth, you know, pointing out our coaches and they just see as these coaches are coaching their classes, um, they're very specific about certain people needing to scale or modify and then reaching out and saying, hey, you know, if you want to do something about that shoulder, you know, I can offer you some personal training and we can work on it to get it to be at least better, stronger or more mobile. Yeah, I say corrective, corrective yep. personal training as yep. opposed to just saying, hey, here's how to climb a rope. Right. Something exactly. You can't before, yeah. yeah. Got it. OK. And are those services that they can tack on to their memberships or is it kind of like a, a different kind of like a la carte? Yeah, there. Um, you can definitely tack them on. Um, our Richard Russell Eats program, uh, we do offer a discount for our members to be able to go onto that. But those are, you know, to anybody that's open to to the public. Okay. If if someone's not in our gym, they could also join our Richard Russell Eats program if they're just looking for a nutrition program. Um, they can do that. Our current members, um, they get a discount towards our Richard Russell Eats program. Um, but they could also tack on their personal trainings onto their uh, memberships. Now, obviously for an additional fee, because it, it yeah, comes out separate. of paying the coaches, but it's all part of kind of the same thing. They can have their memberships and that. Got it. Okay. All right. So uh, additional revenue for the business is always good. So yep. you guys have kind of got your eye on that. Uh, again, that's something that's, that's overlooked very often. You know, we don't think about the people that are already in the facility. It's always just, how can we get more people in the door? Right. Um, I, so, 
Go ahead. I was about to say our, our big thing too, um, we have a lot of people that tell us, hey, you need more members, you need more members. Like, sure, I mean, more members is always good, but we've had people that have come to us when they've been at other gyms and they leave because that's the only focus on the gym is, hey, more members, more members, more members. And they don't ever focus on the people that are already in and the quality of the, the training they're getting or the quality of the information they're getting and the coaching they're getting. And for us, our biggest thing has always been community first. And that's what we based our um, business style off of is when we get people in, how can we give them the best quality that we can possibly offer of coaching information, um, lifestyle changes. So yeah, like, like you said, I mean, the, the biggest piece of revenue is always the people that are already in because it's a little bit easier for them to say, Hey, we already trust you. You know, we'll take your right, word for right. going into another program or spending more money with you because we know it's worth it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and with that being said, having less members is great because you're able to provide a higher level of service to those members yep. that you have. But that does mean that you have to charge more, more. for yeah. the memberships. And a lot of times people really undervalue trainers, um, gym owners really undervalue the services that they're providing. And I think that that comes from just not keeping in mind that you are not your customer, you know, so right. something that doesn't necessarily hold much value to you personally, you're not looking for a nutrition coach, you know, about nutrition, you're not looking for a trainer, you know how to train. So to you, it's like, maybe you're not seeing the value so much behind what you provide. Whereas somebody who has never worked out, who has no idea where to start in the gym, doesn't know what they're, they should be eating and is 50 pounds overweight and on all sorts of different medications and has no energy and feels like shit on a daily basis is right. going to value what you're providing at a much higher level. Um, so the ideal situation is having a, a smaller amount of clients charging a higher rate and being able to provide the highest level of service to those clients possible, you know, and that's, what's going to get people the best results. It's going to lead to a higher retention rate, um, happier clients. It's going to make your job easier and better because yeah. you're not spreading yourself super thin. Uh, but it's hard to kind of grasp that idea. Um, especially initially, you know, it's like it's so many gym owners open their gyms and they're like, Oh, I have to compete with planet fitness and Equinox and all of these huge big box gyms. But it's like, no, you're, you are not them. You know, it's like apples right. and oranges and, and the clients that you're drawing in are not the same clients that are going there. Which, which is funny because we actually were talking to our manager, um, at the, at the beginning of the week, I think on Monday we met with her. Um, we were kind of just laughing about where we started. We actually did that exact same thing as when we first started, we're like, dude, we don't know how many people are going to come up here. We don't know how this is going to turn out. So let's see what we can charge. Let's look what everybody else is charging. The business let's, plan was a nightmare. Yeah. And let's, let's look at what everybody else is charging and let's charge like 30 bucks less than them because yeah, we don't know. That's exactly so, what happens. And, you know, at the end of the year, we used to offer major discounts because like, like for us, you know, we, we started this as more of a passion project than anything. Um, 
And um, for us, we're like, hey, dude, we want families to be able to come in together and um, work out together and, you know, not just have one person that's extremely healthy while everybody else is eating McDonald's every other day. Um, So we encouraged it by saying, hey, we're going to offer a family discount Mm -hmm. of, you know, the wife and husband come in together and you guys, you know, one of them gets a membership or a discount off their membership, you know, the total price that you're paying together or whatever. But I think at the end of our first year, we ended up looking at how much money we lost and how much we could have made if we just said, hey, you (laughs) know, we are actually worth a little bit more than we thought we were. It was just a nightmare. We both sat there and put our our palms over our face and like, what were we thinking? So we nixed those real fast. I mean, wonderful, Um, great idea. Yeah, totally. We, you know, we got business wise. No. Yeah. For moral values and, and, um, you know, just looking at our clients' health and, you know, family relationships, great idea. For us, business-wise, not so much. It was just a real, real bad idea. The overall loss in an entire year was jaw-dropping. You know, one little discount here and there and, you know, a little bit on the, it was, we both just said, okay, we need need to look at that again. Yeah, don't mind. (laughs) We need to. Yeah. And that's yeah. The, the issue. A lot of times people don't look at things like that, you know, and then on the flip side of that, they don't break it down either. It's like yep. how much you're charging for a monthly membership. Like if you break that down hourly, it's sometimes it's like cents on a dollar. That's, and that's exactly what it came out yeah, to. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And people just don't look at things like that, or they also don't look at the, the money that they lost a lot of the times or the potential money that they could have made rather people only think about like the the tangible money that they have and either spending it or not but it's not like the the potential income just doesn't hit them the same way you know but when you really break it down like that and you look at it and it's like it's mind-blowing yeah you know absolutely and everybody always says you know i didn't get into this for the money but it's like of course money. not. You, you gotta, how are you going to stay with it, right? Yeah. Right. You wanted to help people, but it's like helping people makes you money too. Yep. So if you can help more people and make more money, why would you not do that? You know, and just keeping in mind too, that people who pay, pay attention, right? The, <laughs> the big box gyms that you're maybe trying to compete with those, those gyms thrive off people who don't come to the gym right? They're paying a membership. They're making a monthly donation essentially to the gym. They're not going, they're not getting results. They're not changing their lives. Whereas what you offer and the services that you're providing are doing those things. You're changing right. people, Absolutely. you know, and all of those things along the way, helping people, setting them up for success, getting them the results that they're looking for leads to the revenue piece Yeah, as well. Absolutely. So it kind of takes care of itself. You know, mm-hmm. if you're, providing the right service along the way and, and actually charging what you're worth. Right. And I think that's, that was like a huge shift for us because when we were just in Soledad at the headquarters, it was just Josh and I coaching, you know, it was our passion. It's what we enjoyed doing. There was no overhead. It's our family's property. Um, mm-hmm. We really didn't have to think about that. When we bought into Monterey, number one, we didn't have any financial reports from the old owners. Like we kept asking, we wanted to see, you know, what what's working for you guys, what's not working before we actually invest in this. So it was kind of a, a blind shot for us, but becoming employers was a completely different um, shift for us as well, because right. wanting to be able to take care of our coaches, take care of our community, also take care of ourselves. You know, it was just kind of like a, whoa, hold on. This is a completely different, you've got payroll, you've got you know taxes, 
you have major overhead, major rent. It was just a complete different um, mindset for us. So yeah, I mean, everything you're saying, it, it's something um, for us that took us a while, definitely coming from our original position and going into Monterey, completely different business models in the sense of becoming employers and having yeah. all the extra yeah. costs. And, and then and what is your value? You know, I mean, at this point, mm -hmm. we know we've been talking for the last six months about raising our prices. What are we going to add to um to the value of that membership, how are we going to do it? Because so many people have had this set and how do you transition without pissing people off, having people walk out the door, but explain to them that we are providing you with greater value, greater value. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, that's always a challenge, but it's a challenge that we've both been talking about and we're ready, almost ready to, uh, <laughs> to start up. So yeah. exciting, but a little nerve wracking too, you know, because you're changing things. Right. Yeah. And I mean, an important piece to keep in mind there as far as raising prices goes, you know, the people that see the value and the people that you want in the facility will stay. Will stay. Exactly. And the ones that go, if people do go, it's yeah. like they're probably the ones that cause you the most headaches along the way, you know, um, so typically people when they do raise their prices within the facilities, they're actually surprised that they don't lose that many people you know right. you kind of think of it as like this catastrophic event happening and everybody leaving and you know usually yeah. it doesn't turn out that way if as long as you uh word things right and people understand yeah. why you're doing it and they understand that they're going to get a higher level of service and the value that you're providing is going to be greater you know they're pretty right. understanding um so yeah not being afraid to make those moves when necessary too is yeah great. yeah definitely Awesome. All righty. So now as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? Um, well, now there's three different places since we do have our nutrition um, that we've mentioned. <laughs> so it's uh, Richard Russell underscore CF for our solid ed one. Um, two S's, two L's. Yeah, two S's, two L's. And then our Monterey Bay one is uh, RRCF Monterey Bay. And then uh, Richard Russell Eats is our nutrition program. Couldn't remember that one. Yeah, that was just a solid Richard Russell Eats. All righty. Awesome. So Josh and Casey from Richard Russell CrossFit and Richard Russell CrossFit Monterey Bay out in California. Thank you both so much for taking the time today. It's been awesome having you on the show. Absolutely. Thanks Thank for, you having, for having, us. having us. Of course. And to all of the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you'll be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.